RWJ Barnabas Health Telemed offers you two convenient ways to see a doctor anytime, anywhere, without having to come in for an appointment. If you're in need of urgent care, you can use our app to connect with a provider 24-7, right on your smartphone, tablet, or computer. Or you can use our website to schedule a virtual visit with an RWJ Barnabas Health Medical Group provider or specialist. And you can even register as a new patient. Book an appointment online at rwjbh.org slash telemed. Your safety has always been our top priority, and we've taken every precaution. So don't delay your care any longer. Get started today at rwjbh.org slash telemed. RWJ Barnabas Health. Let's be healthy together. Hi again, everyone. I'm Matt Lachlan. Welcome to this edition of Speak of the Devils, presented by RWJ Barnabas Health, the official health care provider of the New Jersey Devils. Pleased to be joined once again by Sam Kassan as we do a little bit of a deep dive and get to know one of the newest Devils, Sam. And boy, what a start it's been for Jonas Siegenthaler. What a year for him. Of course, for all of us, but for him in particular, my goodness. Yeah, particularly on the ice, you know, he kind of gets buried in the lineup in Washington when they signed Zidane Chara and the odd man out, the young guy, and then a new coaching staff comes in. They prefer to play the older veteran guy, so he ends up only getting into seven games. Finally, he said he had to keep that, you know, positive mentality. Finally gets traded to New Jersey where he knows he's going to play and get an opportunity. Six games later, he catches COVID-19 and knocks him out for another two weeks, and and luckily, he's going to be able to get back in for the final two, but what a trying season. Cause especially at that point, you know, he had to have such a, a tough mental anguish when you're not playing. And, and he said he tried to stay positive, but it was hard. And then he finally gets that trade. He's got to be feeling good back with his buddy, Nico Heischer and living together, living his best life, ready to play some hockey gets in six games and has to shut it down again. So it's just, just a really tough year for him, but love to see that he's still fighting hard, trying to get back in for these last two. Absolutely. And a great opportunity lies before him. It's not like he came out of left field. He's a high draft choice. He's got size. He can skate. He's got a little edge as well. So he is exactly what the Devils need because Tom Fitzgerald, the general manager, has said, look, we know we need to improve on defense. We're going to have to get guys there. Now, Kevin Ball has come in and he's played a handful of games, which you can see at some point and maybe as soon as next year, he can fill one of those spots. We won't know as much about Jonas Siegenthaler because of the issues that we've just discussed. But going into camp next year, Devils are going to really lean on him. And so as the Devils make this transition to a different kind of defense, it'll get younger. It'll have a little more edge. There's opportunity that exists for someone like Jonas Siegenthal. He could be a foundational player here. Yeah, and actually, uh, whenever the trade was made, I know somebody from the Capitals organization that reached out to me off the record and said next year he's going to be a top four guy. He basically just said Peter Laviolette kind of buried him, didn't like playing young guys, wanted to stick to his veterans. Didn't want to have, deal with those rookie mistakes and those learning curves because he's trying to win now. And uh, he, he, the Washington person was really upset that they got rid of him. And then a couple of days later, when we talked to Tom Fitzgerald, he said, if all things go in, he does see him as a top four possible player. Now that's if all the cards line up and fall in place. But still, you, you got to love the potential there. Like you said, he brings a different bit of game. He's got a little bite to his game. He's He's a tall guy. He's got some range. You know, he can be a little physical, can clear out the front of the net, and he provides something that, you know, the Devils, for the most part, don't really have in their defenders. I mean, they've got a lot of good, you know, skilled guys. They've got some guys that are positionally well, but not a lot of really strong, tough, nasty kind of defenders, and I think he can fill that role. I agree, and it's also not to suggest that Tom Fitzgerald won't look to improve the defense in other areas as the offseason is here, but there are some pieces here, Ty Smith clearly being one of them, and then Kevin Ball, and we'll see what Jonas Siegenthaler brings to the table. But we have a pretty good idea because last season he got into a lot of games for a while. He was a big part of their, their, their game, but this year it didn't work out as well. Well, the month of May is also Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And it is a coincidence because we wanted to get to know Jonas a little bit more, but he fits perfectly into the celebration and the recognition uh, this month of uh, those of AAPI heritage because his mom was born in Thailand. His dad is a Swiss native. And so he's got a very interesting story to tell Jonas Siegenthaler, not only about 
ice hockey, but also that heritage of which he's very proud and, and trying to grow the game. So I'm looking forward to this uh, deep dive to get to know him a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. Especially, I'd love to hear more about his background and growing up because it, it's such a polarizing cultural differences that you can mesh together into such a unique upbringing. You know, you have the Asian culture coming together with the European culture and he gets the blend of both. And, and he said his parents go back and forth between the two countries. He's been you know, to Thailand, he gets there every year, every two years, go, he wants to live his life eventually in Zurich for the rest of his life. So, you know, it's, it's quite an interesting background. We get some of these guys, you know, they're born in Ontario and they've been there their whole lives and they play in the NHL, but here's an interesting guy who's, who's been all over the world and across the entire globe from the West to the East. And I think he's got a, a fantastic story. It is the travel log edition, if you will, <laughs> of Speak of the Devils, presented by RWJ Barnabas Help, as we welcome Jonas Siegenthaler to the show. Jonas, thanks so much for joining us. I think the first question that's on everyone's mind is, how are you feeling? Can you tell us the impact that COVID had on you? Uh, yeah, I feel good. You know, uh, it was a little bit of a bad timing uh, getting COVID. Um, but, you know, uh, unfortunately, that's the time of the, of you know, of the year. Uh, um, you know, you can't really control it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel good now. Um, just had a couple uh, work days. Um, and now I'm, I think I'm, um, yeah, I feel good. I'm uh, back to, you know, playing and, yeah, can't wait. What were some of the symptoms, if you can share? Uh, basically, like the first two days, um, you know, I had pretty much all the symptoms. Uh, I had fever. Uh, I had the loss of taste. Uh, you know, like all that stuff. Uh, but you know, like now I got my taste back. I I feel good. Um, so it was pretty much the first two days after that. I was I was fine. Well, we're glad that you've recovered and back skating. As you said, it came at just really a terrible time. I don't know if there's a good time to get it, but considering what you were about to do with the Devils and the opportunity you were going to have coming over from Washington to play more games, I mean, my goodness, uh, just just a, a terrible setback. How, how much did that affect you as you sat trying to recover, saying, my goodness, why now? Why did this have to happen? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I ask myself a lot of questions, but, uh, you know, like it is how it is. And um, yeah, like when I got it, you know, like my mind, mindset was just to recover from COVID uh, and play the last two games, you know, like get ready for those games. And, uh, you know, like practice, practice has been pretty good. Uh, I've been working out and yeah, like I feel I feel good. Um, and yeah, now I'm looking forward to play those two games and, you know, finish the season uh, strong. How was the lung capacity? Was there any effects on the ice? I know some of the players, when they came back, they had some issues breathing and all that stuff. I didn't know if it affected your conditioning at all. Uh, not really. I actually, uh, you know, like I never had like uh, a short breath or anything. Um, even my first time I skated, like, you know, like I didn't feel it in my lungs at all. Uh, I had a little skating test yesterday as well. And, uh, you know, like it went pretty good. Uh, I didn't feel it in my lungs like at all. Like it was just like more in my quads. And uh, yeah, I think that's that's a pretty good sign. How important is it to get in these last two games? I know it's only two games at the end of the year, but obviously for you, someone who wants to play, who needs to play and, and obviously a chance to show the coaching staff what you can do. Yeah, I think it's important for me, you know, uh, you know, I haven't played uh, that much since 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 I got traded here. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, like those two games are pretty important for me. You know, like I want to, you know, I, I think I still uh, have another level. Um, and, you know, I still haven't played like that game I, I can play, you know. So, uh, you know, I hope in those two last games, uh, I can really like show like what I'm capable of. And uh, yeah, like it's gonna be a challenge, but uh, you know, like I'm looking forward to that challenge. And you only got six games in with the Devils, but what maybe have you learned or about the, whether about the system, about your new teammates during that brief stint that you got in? 
Yeah, it's, uh, you know, like it's totally different. Uh, the system is different. The team is different, uh, you know, coming from a, from the oldest team to the youngest team in the league. You're all a little more relatable to these guys in the locker room as opposed to the older players, more established, maybe have family lives, different, different setting like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I think, yeah, like we're all kind of same age and, uh, you know, I think we kind of share the same interests. Uh, so I think there's like, you know, kind of like more stuff that I can talk about with, uh, with the guys, uh, you know, it's not about like family or kids or something like that. Like, you know, like in back in watch, like sometimes, uh, you know, like guys would tell you like, like how, how, how the day off was with the kids and wife and, you know, here it's like totally different. Uh, but yeah, like, I mean, it's, it's good. Yeah, entirely different indeed. So, so what are some of the things that you do when you have downtime? And, you know, what do you share with your younger teammates? Are you a binge watcher? Are you a video games player? Um, kind of like, you know, like kind of both. Like, I'm not a big video, ga- video game guy, but like sometimes I do play, um, you know, like I never play by myself or something. I think that's just not me um if i play video games i play like uh like online back uh like with my buddies back home so i can you know like talk to them uh you know see how how they're doing so instead of just calling them on the phone i i play video games with them and you know at the same time i can talk to them which i think it's uh it's pretty awesome you know what what do you watch if you're not uh, playing video games? What do you have on the tube? I uh, I got a couple uh, you know TV shows that I watch. Um, right now I don't really watch anything, uh, but uh, you know like in my downtime I I like to go out like uh, you know just walk around, uh, grab a coffee, um, you know just just get some sun, uh, see you know, see like, I don't know, the nature or the city. Um, this year was kind of different. Uh, I couldn't really do that. And uh, yeah, but that's like how I spend my days off usually. Like, usually. Nice. Uh, you know, might as well enjoy your surroundings, right? As opposed to being stuck in your apartment or wherever you're living, right? Go out and enjoy mother nature. Yeah. I like that. Some fresh air. Yeah, absolutely. So what have you learned in the brief time here? Have you been able to find out anything about New Jersey or the area where you're living? You're, you're, you're with Nico, correct? Yes, exactly. What's he showing you? Well, right now, not a lot. I mean, it's, it's kind of hard. But, uh, well, not even a coffee place. Before you got sick, did he show you a coffee place that you can grab something? Uh, not really, but... Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, it's going to be different next year or next year. Yeah, for but, sure. Uh, you know, like he showed me the area a little bit, like just pointed out, like, you know, where stuff are at. And, uh, you know, so I can kind of like, you know, like put it in my mind, like where everything is, uh, if I need something. And, uh, you know, like it's a great area and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy to, to be there. Yeah, I mean, I forget. You get traded, you get thrown right into the fire playing a bunch of games. You hadn't played much at all with Washington. You get thrown right into the fire, and then you get sick. I mean, really, Matt, come on. How many things could the man have seen in his limited time here? So we'll save those questions for later when you get to know New Jersey a little better next year. So this is an opportunity for you. What did Washington miss, do you think? Uh, because they decided, all right, we may have a better option, a different option. You were limited in playing there. Like, kind of what happened from last year to this year? Uh, I mean, you know, obviously uh, the coaching staff changed. Um, uh, yeah, so we had a new coach by the start of the year. Um, you know, I was I was excited. I was excited to uh, to like start the season where I. St- where I ended the season last year, you know, like to, uh, you know, play even better season. And uh, so I was pretty excited to come into training camp, uh, you know, just to, yeah, like prove it again, prove my game. And uh, yeah, so it was kind of, I don't know, kind of unlucky that, uh, yeah, like we, we signed a couple of guys and, 
you know, like I, I was by far the the youngest guy in the in the back end. So I think that kind of <clears throat> you know made it more difficult for me. Um, but uh, yeah, like you know, this season it was just everything was different. Like with the short season uh, with COVID, and um, yeah, like it, it wasn't it wasn't easy. Like you know, uh, sitting out watching the games. Like like I was practicing hard, uh, working hard, and you know, like I was I was waiting for my chance. But uh, unfortunately, uh, it never really came. Really, and. Uh, yeah, like at the end, you know, like I, I just wanted to play. I just want to play hockey. That's that's my passion. That's my job. And uh, yeah, so we, yeah, we uh, find a way out. And uh, now I'm in Jersey and I'm um, pretty excited to, uh, you know, play hockey here. And, uh, you know, like, as I said, like it's a great group of guys and uh, with a big future. How disappointing was it to not play, not only in the sense of not playing, but the year before you played 64 games, played a pretty heavy load. So I'm sure you're thinking heading into this year, you're going to have that heavy load again. Obviously, how tough is that? Not just to not play, but having it come off the season when you played a pretty much a steady role. Yeah, it, it was hard. You know, like, uh, as I said, it's, you know, I just wanted to uh, prove again that, uh, you know, like I can be that guy there they want to have for for uh, for a long time and uh, yeah unfortunately uh you know i was kind of like the odd man that that didn't play because yeah you know I, I was i was the youngest guy by far and like i don't want to blame it on that but like you know like it's something some, like i kind of understand it like it's hard to tell uh you know, like older guys to, to sit out a game. And so like, it's, it's easy to, uh, you know, just tell the young guy like to, to sit out, but like, yeah, like, you know, it's, it wasn't easy, but, uh, somehow I, I got through it and, uh, I, I still like, you know, I, I stay positive all the time. Uh, like, you know, to be honest, like some days, uh, it wasn't easy some days it's it's not easy to stay positive all the time but like you know i just told myself to stay positive uh something will happen either i get a chance or you know either i play somewhere else so uh yeah and then what was it like when you got the word that the trade had happened and you were coming to new jersey how excited were you obviously for that yeah i was i was really excited because uh you know like i watched a team uh this season and uh you know like i was i was excited to to be a part of of that team now and uh as i said like there's a big future in that team and uh, you know i i know nico so that made it more even more exciting and uh yeah like i'm i'm so happy to be here did you call up nico right away and let him know the uh, the good news uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we had a full phone call right after and uh, like we figured out like some stuff right away that I'm going to live with him, for example. And uh, so, yeah, it, it went pretty smooth. And what's it like coming into a, 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 I mean, we talked about coming into a young group, but now coming into a room with a guy that you know for so many years have played with for so many years, obviously that has to help with making bridging the gap and making new friends, new teammates. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, you know, like it's it's huge that it, that I knew Nico. Uh, uh, obviously, um, you know, like all the guys here, they're they're all good guys. Uh, you know, like I haven't like I met all of them like my first two days, and uh, you know, like I I told Nico right away, like yeah, like you know, they're all good guys. They're you know, it's it's great to be here, and uh, yeah, so um. Yeah, looking forward to it, to to spend my future here and uh, you know like with with that uh, kind of guys. You're close with Nico. What's there something you can tell us about him that maybe we might not know or maybe that might surprise us about Nico? Yeah. Uh, putting putting you on the spot here. <laughs> I mean, he he lost to he lost his sleep so. Uh, uh, I don't know. Like I, I'm, I'm not a guy that could sleep in forever. But uh, you know, Nico, he's he's a bit pretty good sleeper. So um, 
yeah, you know, like sometimes on day off, uh, like I'm always the first one who wakes up, but, uh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, like whatever works for, uh, for him and, uh, yeah. What's he like as a roommate then? If you're waking up early, I assume you're making the breakfast for the two, huh? Uh, not really. Uh, <laughs> actually, we haven't, we haven't cooked yet um, <laughs> since I'm here, but uh, we're actually planning to cook something tonight. So uh, we'll see how it goes. Because I, I was cooking all the time in D.C. Um, when I lived by myself. Um, but uh, I'm pretty sure uh, we're going to cook something like as we planned tonight. But uh, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I know you were in, in a cook-off with Jacob Ferrana in a little something that Washington did a couple of years ago, and you, you cooked a, a traditional Swiss meal. Is that on the menu tonight? Something traditional, or are you going to go more uh, American or some other cuisine? Well, yeah, I mean, we haven't decided yet what we're going to cook, but uh, I mean, that's definitely something that would be pretty easy to cook. Uh, you know, I think we could buy all the ingredients here in the States as well. Like, um, but uh, yeah, like we got to see how, how much effort we're going <laughs> to. That's the other side, right? <laughs> we, we might just want to make it easy. You know, we'll worry about something that takes a little more time at another time. Well, what was that meal that you cooked uh, that apparently is standard fare in Switzerland? Everyone knows about it. Everyone eats it. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's like a traditional uh, Swiss meal. It's a, it's called Zurich uh, Schnatzlitz. It's, uh, it's kind of like a big hash brown. Um, yeah, I, it's a little different, but it's quite the same though. And then you just make like a, a, uh, how do you say, like a creamy mm -hmm. uh, sauce with veal in it. So, uh, you know, like it tastes awesome. I think everybody, like, I, I don't know any, any guy in Switzerland that doesn't like that meal. So, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty, pretty nice. And I had a Swiss restaurant in DC, so I always went there and, uh, always when I went there, I, I, I had that meal. Well, you'll find that, uh, the Northern New Jersey area, and of course, across the river, New York city, will afford you the opportunity, I'm sure, to find a Swiss restaurant that could become one of your favorites here. Maybe Nico even has one that he can turn you on to. So when you were first introduced to the media here after the trade, someone brought up the fact that your dad's Swiss, your mom was born in Thailand, and you talked about the game of hockey in Thailand. Uh, and we're going to dive a little bit into your background, but that made me curious. I said, really? there's like how expansive is the game in Thailand. So I find out that Thailand joined the International Hockey Federation in 1989 and that the Thai national team is ranked 50th in the world. Not bad at all. And there are over, I'm just do a quick math here, over 700 players, juniors, men and women who play the game. How familiar uh, were you or are you about what's going on in Thailand in terms of the growth of the game? Uh, yeah, like I didn't know exactly those details, but uh, you See, know, come I, here, come here, big fella. We give you the numbers. We take care of you that way. Yeah, um, no, but I knew like they have like a league there. Um, uh, they have a national team. I knew that. And, uh, you know, like I, you know, like nowadays with all the social media and stuff like that, you see you kind of see what's going on there and uh you know like sometimes i kind of follow up uh, just because i'm curious and i think that's pretty cool to see thailand uh you know like growing in hockey and uh yeah i mean you know like it's it's a you know thailand is not like a like a rich country i would say and uh you know like people they live pretty simple uh like pretty easy and uh you know like it's it's nice to see like you know guys like putting so much effort in in hockey um even though like hockey's not that big right now in thailand like it's growing but it's not like it's not there yet and uh you know like for me it's it's nice to see like it kind of makes makes me happy too and uh you know like for me i think in future um, you know, I try to, 
I'm going to try to do something maybe like a little charity uh, or something because I have so much hockey sticks uh, uh, back home that I don't use. So I, I was thinking to like uh, donate them and, you know, like maybe um, go there and uh, for a quick visit and, you know, like just, just to like let them see that there's a uh, like a Thai hockey player in the NHL. Well, and, and that's awesome because I know with Nico having been on the team for a few years, we go to different buildings around the National Hockey League. I'm sure you experienced it as well where, you know, people of Swiss heritage or Swiss people who are working in the States, you know, they're out there with the Swiss flag cheering on someone from their country. And I imagine it's quite the same for those who are in the United States or in Canada who are of Thai descent when they see someone who looks a little bit like them, who has a shared experience with them, you're representing them in some way. What does that mean to you? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it means a lot, like, uh, you know, like even be uh, like a Swiss guy, which, uh, you know, like hockey is, is growing there as well. Like, you know, every year, like it gets bigger and bigger. And, uh, you know, like I hope like for Thailand, uh, it's going to be the same, like they're going to, you know, go the same way kind of as Switzerland. Um, and yeah, like, you know, like sometimes I get message from uh, uh, like American people that have like Thai, uh, Thai blood. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, like, it's just, it's just uh, nice to see, like, you know, like I'm, I'm proud to be Swiss and Thai and, uh, you know, like you don't see that uh, every day that a Swiss and Thai uh, uh, guy that plays hockey, and uh, yeah, like it's it's something special for sure. And uh, you know, like I'm just trying to uh, represent uh, Switzerland and Thailand as, as as best as I can, and uh, you know, like make them proud. You don't see it all the time. In fact. You are the only representative in the National Hockey League who can claim uh, that heritage. How did mom and dad meet? Uh, they they met in uh, in Switzerland. Uh, my mom she came uh, she came to Switzerland with her sister, my auntie, because um, you know, like they 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 lived or they grew up like in a town in Thailand that's pretty small, like like it's literally like so small, and you know, like there isn't really good work or, you know, like you can, you can go on the market, sell, uh, I don't know, meat or fish, something like that. But, uh, you know, like that's, that's about it. Like there isn't really a lot of opportunities. So yeah. So she came uh, to Switzerland with, with my auntie, like her sister. And, uh, uh, that's how they met. And, uh, you know, like I, I even go like, that small little town where my uh, mom grew up and uh, you know like it's just awesome to see like like with like you know people are pretty uh, like they don't have a lot a lot of money there but you know they're still so happy to just you know uh, enjoy the life and uh, with 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 actually nothing and you know like when I walk around there like you like like everybody stares at me because you know I'm pretty tall and and yeah you can see like a little bit of tie in me but they're still like they're still like uh who, who's that guy like you know like what is he doing here and yeah they're pretty pretty curious what is the name of that town uh it's called so the Providence is called Surin it's uh it's like in the north west like it's on the on the it's on the border of uh, Cambodia, um, and uh, yeah, like the small town is called Batum. Uh, I don't know how you can say it in English. But, uh, yeah, but like it's it's really small. Like it's yeah, like it's it's non touristic at all. So uh, yeah, like whenever me and my dad walk around there, it's like all all eyes on are on us and. Uh, yeah, which is kind of kind of funny. You still have family there? Yeah, I do. I do. I I try to go there like you know like every year or like once a year or every second year. So 
yeah, like my, my parents actually, they, they bought a house down there. And like most of the year they live in Thailand. And uh, whenever I come back from the, from the States, uh, they come back to Switzerland as well to see me a little bit. And yeah, they kind of go forth and back. And what are some other uh, places in Thailand you'd like to go to? Uh, for sure, Bangkok. That's, uh, you know, it's like a city that never sleeps. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty big, a lot to do there. Um, you know, like pretty international, you see all kinds of people there, which makes it interesting. And uh, yeah, but you know, like it's it's a big, big city. Um, like I wouldn't stay there more than like three, four days. Uh, then there's uh, Koh Samui, it's like a little island. Um, pretty nice, uh, you know, like nice beach, uh, like always something to do. And uh, yeah, that's that's where I usually go. Have you been to like Phuket, <laughs> PP Islands, Chiang Mai, those areas? Uh, I've been to PP Island, yeah. Um, I've never been to Chiang Mai, but uh, you know, probably gonna plan to go there pretty soon. You haven't rode the elephants then? <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. We'll see about that. <coughs> what was it like growing up in uh, Switzerland too? Obviously it's di different. Did you go back and forth as a child as well? Uh, not like for vacation, yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I grew up in Switzerland for most of the time. Uh, you know, like it's, it's, it's an awesome country. Uh, I think uh, people there, you know, they should be happy to you know, like to to live there or to grow up there, because uh, for me, like I think everything is great there. Like you know, like uh, yeah, it's it's almost too perfect, I think. And uh, yeah, like I I loved it there, and I I st I'm still excited uh, to go there, like go back to Switzerland every year. And it's from Zurich, right? You grew up in Zurich. Yes, exactly. That's. Uh, yeah, it's my favorite town, obviously. How <laughs> was the Zurich Street Festival? You been to one of those? Yeah, I've been actually. Um, oh. It's it's awesome, actually. Like it's you know like a lot of food there, uh, a lot of options, and you know like it's it's always packed, and it's probably like one of the best best things uh, in the summers in Zurich. Yeah, for those I guess who don't know, uh, Zurich shuts down the entire city streets. And everybody just kind of parties outside, eats outside, hangs out. And it's a real, I actually went there a couple of years ago. It was a really cool experience. And Zurich's a beautiful, just a beautiful city with the, with the Alps in the background and everything. Just yeah. almost majestic. And you got to grow up there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, I, you know, like for me, it's, yeah. Like for me, it's obviously the, my favorite town. Uh, like I would never like move somewhere else, uh, like after my career. Um, you know, I, I would probably always stay in Zurich because, like as you said, it's a beautiful town. Like you have everything there, and you know you're you're pretty close to kind of everything. Like, so it's it's kind of perfect. The uh, the Devils were in Switzerland a few years ago. It was beautiful, abs absolutely stunning, and the scenery was gorgeous. But uh, Sam, just to move aside for a second. So it sounds like you're pretty familiar with Thailand because you were mentioning some places that I had not heard of and you knew about the street festival. You're a world traveler, obviously, Sam. <laughs> yeah, I've been to 30 different countries now. So I mean, really? Yeah, went to Thailand, I think four years ago. And we did we did Bangkok, Phuket, PP Islands, Krabi. Um, we didn't get to Chiang Mai. That's still on the list. I want to do like a Vietnam, Cambodia, Chiang Mai tour and yeah, I've, I've toured all of Europe. I used to live in Europe for a year, so been all around. Love Zurich, love love Switzerland in general, but I, I like to get around. <laughs> I, I think there's a podcast there at some point <laughs> that that we should do. Talk about talk about your travels. Uh, I, I want to go back, uh, Jonas, to talk a little bit because we 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 talked about your favorite Swiss meal and the one that everyone eats. What's the meal that your mom cooks that you miss the most? What's a Thai meal that you really like? Uh, it's probably uh, masaman. Um, you know, it's kind of like a yellow curry with uh, with peanuts and uh, potatoes in it and chicken. So you kind of put it on the rice. Um, 
yeah, that's like one of my favorite meals. Um, you know, obviously, uh, when mom cooks it, uh, it tastes the best. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, like I'm, I'm looking forward to it, uh, you know, to eat it when I get back home. But a few years ago, you did admit that maybe you like mom's food a little too much. You had to make a change, not only in your diet, but your mental approach, too, as you as you wanted to move to a higher level, didn't you? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, uh, you know, like I was a little heavier uh, when I just got drafted. Um, you know, like back home when I played in Switzerland, we never had the like body fat tests or anything. And uh, yeah, so like my first two camps with Wash, uh, you know, like I was kind of like, you know, like I, I could play hockey, but I, was, I wasn't in that shape that I should be. And, uh, you know, like after that, I realized like, you know, like it takes more to, to get into that league. Um, so, you know, I, I start to, uh, you know, take care of my body, working harder. And uh, yeah, like at the end, uh, it paid off. And, uh, you know, like I'm happy. <laughs> To like realize that as a young guy, like you know, like it's not it's like some young guys they they don't realize it, but like you know, like for me, kind of clicked and uh, like I changed everything, and uh, yeah, like at, at the end, it worked out. Did you have to cut out the uh, fried scorpion? In the uh, fried insects? Yeah, I had to cut out every every fried thing. So yeah. <laughs> What is the fried scorpion like? I, I didn't have the uh, guts to try it. Uh, it actually tastes like, uh, you know, kind of like potato chips. It's oh, really? like, yeah, it's like crunchy and there's seasoning on it. So, you know, it's it just looks scarier than it tastes. You know, like it's, it's it tastes actually very good. It, does it does it come? Do you get a bunch in a serving? Uh, so you can buy like on the streets. Uh, uh, like in Bangkok, for example, um, you know, you can, there's like scorpions, there's uh, grasshoppers, there's like bucks. Uh, I mean, it sounds kind of disgusting, but, uh, you know, like you should definitely try it out like once you're in Bangkok. And uh, so I tried it and, you know, like, yeah, like it's, it actually tastes pretty good. Like, not gonna lie. Yeah, I listen, I'm adventurous. I have an adventurous palate. I'll try just about anything. I've had, you know, rattlesnake and you name it. If somebody puts it in front of me. Now, the only change is I don't eat meat anymore. Back in the day I did. So, yeah. you know, didn't matter. Buffalo, whatever. Like I said, rattlesnake, it was awesome. Uh, so, listen, I, I had bulls, you know, Watts that taste like chicken, but I gave that a whirl once. So I'll try anything. But now I'm a vegetarian, so I, I can eat bugs. Bugs, that's vegetarian, right? Sort of, kind of. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, the line is there. <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, try one of each. But I've also thought, and I'm being serious, a lot of food in this world just needs better marketing, right? If you go, if you get past what it's, it's named or what it is, uh, you know, it tastes good. So why not? I'm looking forward to my first bag of scorpions and uh, grasshoppers. Why not? Yeah, why not? Give it a shot. I won't eat brain though. I, I draw the line <laughs> at brain. I'm not eating any brain. Uh, that's it. I wouldn't have done that when I was a meat eater. I'm not eating it now. I'm sorry. I was, I was actually vegan for a short time of period last year, like last season. Um, you know, I just watched that, uh, Netflix show. So I tried it out, you know, like my first day as a vegan. On that day I scored a goal. <laughs> I was kind of I was kind of handcuffed. So I kept going for like two months. Um, you know, didn't score anymore. So I, I started to eat like meat and fish again. Yeah. How hard is that transition to go meatless? I've I've never done it, never tried it. I, I imagine it can be uh, difficult, especially at the start. Yeah, it's it's not easy. Um, you know, like you see your teammates eating fish or meat for pregame and you're just looking at their plate and you're like kind of craving for it. Um, but, uh, you know, like now I I eat meat and fish, but not as, not as much as before because, uh, you know, like I don't eat like I don't eat the meat uh, in, 
in my meal like every day. So like I I kind of think about like what I eat, um, like how much meat I should eat like a week. And, yeah. Yeah, I, I I I should I should be honest here. I'm vegetarian. I call it vegetarian. Other people would call it pescatarian because I do eat fish. I won't eat meat though, so I do have fish for the protein and all that. But I don't I don't know if I could go vegan though. Full vegan, I need a little dairy in there for sure. Yeah, I don't know how you get enough protein. Uh, yeah, as beans and uh, tofu. Beans. <laughs> tofu. Yeah, I mean, I know when you tell people that they're like, "Oh boy, that that really sounds appealing." Not <laughs> as appealing as the fried scorpion, but hey, you never know. Hey, listen, I, I'm I'm all in on that for sure. Jonas, what's your favorite foods to eat? Then your, your go tos. Uh, you have a game day meal, like a pregame meal or anything uh, like that. Yeah, so there's you know rice, sweet potato. Um, what else? Uh, vegetables, salmon. Um, yeah, that's about it. It's pretty simple. Um, you know, keep it keep it simple. And uh, yeah, like I used to eat like uh, pasta before every game, but you know, I just feel like with rice and sweet potato, like you don't feel as full or bloated after, and uh, yeah, which makes it way easier. Uh, we've taken a lot of your time. We appreciate it. Just want to ask a couple of last things and then uh, let you go. Uh, do you still have Odie? Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, she's back home with my parents. Well, it's it's their dogs now. So, um, yeah, but I, I, I bought her like four, four years ago when I was playing in Hershey. Um, yeah, like, you know, my parents weren't happy when I when I bought her. Obviously, but uh, you know now they're the ones that would do anything for her. Like it's their, it's kind of like their third kid now. <laughs> Odie is a Pomsky, is that correct? Exactly. Yeah. Which is what? That's a mix, right? Yeah, it's a Pomeranian Husky mix. How big is it? Has she gotten? Uh, she's a. Uh, I, I don't know in. I don't know it in pounds, but she's about like 11 kilos. Okay. So she's like, you know, she's not too big and not too small, which is like, uh, for me, it's kind of like the perfect size. Yeah. About, about uh, I guess around 20 pounds thereabouts. Uh, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, so cool. And uh, what, what do, do you have another dog in your future or is that way down the line? Uh, yeah. Like I, I love dogs. Like it's, like I always tell people I love dogs more than humans, you know, <laughs> they, they don't, they don't complain or anything. And, you know, they just, you know, they just appreciate you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like, you know, maybe like in a couple of years, uh, I'm going to buy a dog, but like, it's kind of hard. Like if you're, you're a single guy and uh, you got to, you know, travel forth and back and when you're on the road and all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, like, but pretty, uh, pretty sure, like something that I keep in mind, like for the future. And last one for me. And then, and then Sam, if you have a follow-up, fine, if not, we'll let you go Jonas. And, and that is how important or why is this off season important to you as you prepare for what we all hope is a full year in 2122? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's really important. Uh, you know, like, I think this year, that team here, um, like, it made a big step forward. And, uh, you know, like, if everybody, uh, you know, works hard in the summer, prepare themselves for, for an even better season, um, you know, if everybody's on the same page, I think, you know, like, we could move forward even more uh, if everybody's on the same page. And, uh, you know, like it's actually exciting to, uh, you know, b- to be part of that. And I think, uh, I think everybody knows it in the locker room. And uh, yeah, like I- I'm gonna, I'm gonna work hard. I'm gonna prepare myself as best as I can. And, uh, you know, cause I wanna, I don't wanna, I wanna f- move forward in the right direction with that group of guys. And, uh, 
yeah, like I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And my last ones are, uh, you, you mentioned you wanted to do something for Thailand, whether it's giving sticks, starting some kind of foundation, helping grow the game. Do you see yourself as a role model in some sense, or maybe an ambassador to the sport? Um, well, kind of, yeah. I mean, like I'm not as, as big yet there, but, uh, cause you know, like a lot, a lot of people, they don't know, they don't even know what hockey is. And, uh, so yeah, like, but I'm pretty sure like in a couple of years, uh, you know, like it's going to grow even more. And, uh, yeah, you know, like for me, like I'll, I would love to, you know, like maybe go over there and, uh, you know, like just show up and, uh, you know, talk with, I don't know, like the kids there that play hockey and, uh, you know, talk with the league and any, like anything. And, uh, yeah, like there's for sure something I want to do for, for Thailand. And there's a long history of, you know, players in the NHL with an Asian background, but as we mentioned, you're the first from Thailand. Do you have a sense of pride in that being the first? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, like it's special. Uh, like I didn't know that for a long time that uh, like I was the first half Thai uh, player in the NHL and uh, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of cool. Um, you don't, yeah, you, you, you've never seen it before in, in the NHL and uh, like I've seen it back in, in Switzerland, like uh, playing the juniors. So there's, I've seen like, uh, like Swiss players that are half Thai and uh so yeah, now I'm here uh, in the NHL, and uh, like I'm the only one, and yeah, like it just it just makes it uh, special, and you know, like I'm 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 proud of it as well. Thank you. That's all I've got. Yeah, that's cool. Do you speak Thai at all? Uh yeah, a little bit. It's it's not it's not that good. Um, <laughs> you know, like I, I was able to speak better when I was uh, a kid. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, like it's, yeah, like my mom, she, she talks Thai to me and I just reply in, uh, in Swiss German and, uh, you know, that's probably not as good, but like, you know, like it's, it's a hard language, like, and especially I feel like if you talk Thai, you got to go like up with your voice a little bit <laughs> and I have such a deep voice. Like, I just don't, I, I, I don't feel that comfortable, uh talking because yeah as i said because i have such a deep voice so and i think it doesn't sound as good uh with a deep voice so you don't want to say anything in thai to say goodbye to us uh well somebody called that's like uh you know like see our high so pretty easy kind of like aloha hello and goodbye yeah yeah or like (laughs) in switzerland (laughs) Exactly. Well, Jonas, thank you so much. And we look forward to uh, seeing you on the ice these next two games and really looking forward to a clean slate starting next year. Clean. And thanks for your time. Yeah, thank guys. Thanks for having me. Congrats on the new house, honey. What's this? Carbon monoxide detectors? Yeah, put one on every level. Because you can't see or smell carbon monoxide. And when fuel burning appliances aren't working right, CO can build up and be deadly. Guys, I'm on it. We just want to know you're safe. At PSENG, we're committed to your family's safety. Know how to prevent carbon monoxide poisoning. If your CO detector goes off, leave immediately. Then call 911. Protect the ones you love. Learn more at PSEG.com slash gas safety. Participate in Predict Your Picks, presented by Caesars Casino and Sportsbook. Devils fans can make predictions for every home and away game this season in this free-to-play contest for chances to win player-signed prizes every game. The more you play, the better your chance of winning our grand prize, which includes a VIP concert experience and Devils signed jersey. Make your predictions at NewJerseyDevils.com slash picks. Sam, I was really impressed by the stories that Jonas told us and just, you know, how mature he is and what he hopes to attain in Thailand. Uh, But I was also impressed by your 
travels around the world. Just outstanding. What's the best place you've been to? Oh, you're going to put me on the spot? Or or a favorite place. Maybe not the best, but one that you go, wow, that was pretty cool. I mean, Thailand sounded awesome, by the way. Thailand was probably the most interesting. Uh, that or Cuba. Cuba was really interesting, too. A very different culture, different people there. Um, just they're even their mentality. It's similar to Thailand in a way. They're not the richest country, but they're just such a happy people, happy-go-lucky, you know, and they don't have a lot, but they make the most of it. Uh, Prague, just a beautiful, actually Zurich's up there too, uh, but Prague's just absolutely beautiful and gorgeous. Budapest, and I could, I could sit there all day. Uh, Barcelona, probably one of my favorite places to go uh, when I was living in Europe, but yeah, I can go on and on and on. Just went to Japan two years ago. Um, very interesting there. And eventually uh, I've got a lot more boxes to check. So where have you been, Maddie? Uh, well, you mentioned Japan. Uh, I've been to Japan. I've spent some time in Europe. Uh, my background is Irish. My grandparents were born there. My wife's parents were born there. So we spent a lot of time in Ireland. And I don't say that in a way that like, uh, you know, it's a burden. It's it's awesome. But we do go to Ireland frequently. I'm not as uh, world wise as you are in my travels, expanding that a little bit more. You know, I've been to Italy, I've been to Sweden, been to Switzerland, uh, the British Isles, Scotland, England, uh, Ireland. So uh, throw, throw Japan in there, Mexico. So not as many. 30 is awfully impressive. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know if I've reached uh, 10, to be honest with you. So uh, a lot of travel in the US, but uh, expanding uh, all the time, hopefully. And uh, want to jump on some of those spots. I, I think, uh, to me, Africa would be a place that I would want to explore. The Middle East and then Africa, North Africa start and then make my way south. But yeah, that's definitely on the list. I want to do South Africa at some point, Egypt at some point, Jerusalem. Yeah. A lot of places still to knock off the list. Exactly. And, and we will find out whether or not there's any hockey culture in those communities as there is in Thailand. And I was amazed to find out how uh, deep uh, the hockey pool is, not as deep as in traditional countries, but growing all the time and Look forward to the day when Jonas Siegenthaler goes back there with all those sticks for six foot three player. Hopefully he finds some takers. They'll just cut them I'm down. Back. Yeah. They, well, they'll cut them down to size <laughs> if, if need be, but uh, yeah, looking forward to what he does globally and locally as well with the New Jersey devils next year. Yeah. And as a representative of his heritage, I mean, talked about giving back, but he is, you know, there obviously have been Asian descent players that have been in the national hockey league, but none from Thailand. So he, you know, he kind of shrugged it off as it's just, you know, he, he doesn't really think about it as much. But there's got to be a little part of you that feels a sense of pride. And especially if the game does grow, if he does really develop some type of program there for the community. I can I can certainly see that. And I can certainly see the, see the game growing in that area. And then him being kind of the, I don't want to say the face of the country, but obviously as the representative, that's what it would be. And hey, then they couldn't have a better representative because it just seems like an awesome guy. I agree totally. So that will do it. I'm going to go see if I can find somewhere in New Jersey where I can get some fried scorpions. I'm sure if I search <laughs> enough in this state, I will be able to find it. It sounds pretty cool. If not, I look forward to my first uh, sojourn and uh, entree into that entree, if you will. Anyway, Sam, thanks very much for your time this week. Thank you, Manny. Sam Kassan joining us uh, as usual on the latest edition of Speak of the Devils presented by RWJ Barnabas Health, the official health care provider of the New Jersey Devils. On that note, we thank Jonas Siegenthaler for his time. And as always, thank you, the Devils fan and hockey fan. If you're not a Devils fan, you just wanted to stop by for some hockey talk. We thank you for spending time with us. Thanks for your company. It's very much appreciated. We'll see you next time. Bye bye, everyone.